Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Hello, and welcome to Business and Money Mentors. I'm Mia Steins, and with us this week, as always, is Bonnie Gale. Hey, Bonnie, how are you this week? Good, Mia. How are you? I'm fabulous. It's really beautiful in this uh, month of June. We're fortunate to be on the West Coast, so we don't have all that hot, 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 hot heat that's been uh, circulating our our, uh, nation here. Exactly. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So we have a pretty cool guest today with some pretty cool information, don't we? Yeah. Well, I know that I really want to learn about this topic because I really know nothing about it. I've been in a ton of them, but I have no idea how to actually run, start, promote, sell, or even create a mastermind. That's awesome. Well, I love masterminds, too, because they literally, and so as you know, our topic today is about uh, masterminds and how to build them, how they support you, uh, how they work, not specifically, you know, all the ins and outs on how to build them, but enough to get you interested in in joining uh, a mastermind or creating one. So let's bring on our guest, Jessica Riverton. Welcome to our show. Hi, ladies. Thank you for hey, having Jessica. me. Good to have you. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to have you. Jessica, will you share with us, before we get into uh, talking about masterminds, will you share with us what brought you to uh, the love of masterminds, of, of experiencing them and then creating them? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so I'm going to take you back just a couple years. I'm not going to tell you my whole story. I'm just going to kind of zoom right into the time in my business where I got into masterminds. So basically, uh, just a few years ago, two, three years ago, um, I had reached this level that many of us in the coaching industry, it's all about, you know, become a six-figure coach, right? So Mm -hmm. there I, you know, I had set out to do that, and I, I succeeded finally after a few years of struggle. That's a whole other story. So here I am, it's like my first six-figure year. It was what I would call the hardest year of my life. Um, My daughter was just born um, within that time frame. Um, So my business really soared right after having my daughter. My husband had um, lost his job or kind of was like in between contracts, um, so didn't have a, a job right then. I had another business. I have a franchise I've had for 13 years. So I had that business. Coaching is taking off. Baby breastfeeding. And my son was about to graduate high school as well. So I had a lot going on. And <laughs> what I reckon, <laughs> just a few things, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, I was actually in uh, a mastermind of sorts. It, it wasn't necessarily called, well, maybe it was called a mastermind. I can't remember. I think it was called a mastery program. It was a group program. There was a lot of masterminding going on. And um, I was also flying around the world. So every quarter I was going to Paris and then Australia and, you know, different countries I'd never been to before. And I remember my breast pump broke in Australia and I was quite devastated. It was just kind of one of my, one of my low moments. <laughs> Aww. And I just, 
Yeah, I was really stressed, you know, really stressed. You think, oh, my God, I'm going to get home and won't be able to breastfeed anymore. And I was also celebrating my first um, big month that that particular, uh, my first 30K month that that month that I was in or that time that I was in Australia. And it was because I had started a mastermind. But basically, mm. um, where I was when I hit six figures is I had a lot of clients, which was re- really grateful for, but I felt like I had created a job. And so my previous business, the franchise was very leveraged. And so, I, you know, I, I wasn't the talent, so to speak in that business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't doing a lot of calls. I wasn't on the phone. I mean, I had some appointments and some calls, but I wasn't on the phone all the time. And so, you know, getting to that six figures in my coaching business, and I remember crying on stage, that was either in Paris or Australia, I don't know which country, but I remember crying all the times I got on the stage at at my, you know, programs that I was in, and just saying, I hate my business. And it wasn't really that I hated my business, it was that my business model wasn't working for me. (laughs) Mm. And so I was like doing all this private coaching, and then I like started this mastermind, I didn't get enough people in it all at once, and then I felt kind of frustrated that it didn't bring me all the income that I wanted, even though I was loving it and loving my clients, but I just felt worn out. And so I really recognized that I had been growing my business from my masculine energy, which is just hustle really hard, push really hard, you know, like focus on strategy constantly and just like wear yourself down. And what that mm. created was an autoimmune disease um, and so side note, <laughs> create an autoimmune disease. And I just came to this realization that I am not happy with how this business is. I do love coaching. I've actually been coaching for 17 years now since I was like in my tw- early twenties. So I love coaching. I love my clients, but I was not loving my business. So that's where masterminds came in. And I had the grand idea to create a mastermind, right? But I launched it in uh, in the launch model, which is cart open, cart close. And I wanted 10 people, and I think I got five people. And so I thought it was going to add, you know, this huge amount of income to my business. And I really fell short with that. And so um, now I have a mastermind that's completely different, and it's evergreen. We can talk more about that. But it, it provides me an ability to enroll people all the time. It's amazing because my clients are getting amazing results, and I have a lot more uh, free time. So Mm. (laughs) that's kind of what drew me to masterminds is the model and how it can serve clients but still create flexibility and freedom in my coaching business. So when we talk about masterminds, what can you share like what a mastermind is to you? Like what is a mastermind? Really? So when we're talking about it, what does that mean? Sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people define it differently. Um, So this is what I normally share. Napoleon Hill, I believe, don't quote me on this, but from my knowledge, Napoleon Hill quoted or uh, coined the phrase mastermind in the early 1900s. So what he says is it's one or more people gathered together for a common purpose. So... You know, in the coaching world, like, well, let's go back for a second. Technically speaking, when people say 
mastermind or we're going to do some masterminding. It would be a group of people getting together and let's say it's a group of people, they all have the same goal. And so each person would get their time in the hot seat to say, okay, here's what I think or here's what I'm struggling with. And then the other members would be able to support that person, give them feedback, ask them questions, provide resources. That's, that's true masterminding. But in the coaching world, a lot of people have group programs and they call it a mastermind, whether mm. there's any masterminding happening or not. So that's where it gets a little tricky for some people. But the way I view it is um, I do view it as a group of people coming together for a common goal. Um, to me, it doesn't matter whether it has masterminding or not per se, because I've been in some great masterminds where, um, you know, it, it wasn't about doing the round robin hot seat kind of thing, but the mentor or the coach was teaching curriculum and, and answering questions and things like that. And then there was informal masterminding that would happen like at dinner and stuff like that. So, you know, but some people run their masterminds strictly you know, they're not, there's some people that they don't give any content or anything. They literally facilitate the masterminding to happen. And that's all mm-hmm. that their mastermind entails. And that's valuable too. So that it's, it's run in a lot of different ways. So it can be confusing for people sometimes. Yeah, because it does, I mean, in a lot of ways, it does seem like a group coaching program. You know what I mean? Like, unless unless there is masterminding going on, I think I think I've probably been in some group group coaching programs that maybe were called masterminds or weren't, I don't know, but anyways, so that's where I get a little confused between, you know, the difference between a mastermind and a group coaching program. It, I think it's a really slight nuance, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you could do whatever you want. Call it a mastermind, don't call it a mastermind, but, you know, to get technical with it, Master, like a mastermind is where like the group is helping, like, you know, you're, you're in the hot seat and the group is helping you strategize or come up with ideas or come up with solutions about how to reach your, your particular goal. And so that does happen in both group programs anyway. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. why it's gotten a little bit, a little bit flexible in the terminology. Um, Just to give you guys perspective when I created our mastermind that we have now, it's called the expansion mastermind. My vision was a little different because um, I had heard some people say, like one of my clients had gone off into some other, uh, some other programs. She got into a mastermind and with a really, I'm not going to say the person's name, but very, very big, very well-known uh, coach. And she said, it was like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. coming from one of my programs that was, high, high touch and highly structured, but not a mastermind, but a group program. Um, and going into that scenario where it's like everyone was like kind of confused and supposed to sort of mentor and mastermind each other. And so I kind of thought, you know, that's not really the type of mastermind that I want to have. I, I want masterminding to happen. I want people to connect and share resources and all of that stuff. But I put together a team. I have like a copywriter and a PR person and a sales funnel strategist and a sales coach and then of course myself and you know all that tech person and so basically my team is masterminding on each client and so you know that's kind of how I put mine together in a different unique way so you Mm. can be creative with it there's you know there's a lot of cool stuff you can do 
So they get the actual physical support as well. So like, let's say you're working, let's say you're working with somebody on creating their own mastermind. Not yeah, only are you teaching them how to create a mastermind, but you're also actually have the people that are implementing the pieces that they need as well, right? Yeah, I mean, we don't do, we do some support with implementation. It's more, I mean, the client has to implement the stuff in their business. But essentially, like, when I'm helped, I have someone that um, has been working on her mastermind. So we get together, we map out the strategy. We talk with the Facebook ads person, okay, what's the strategy here? What needs to be done? Um, we have someone going over the copy. So, yeah, it's it's not all done for you, but it's, mm-hmm. it's very much so like a curated kind of coaching where the other members of my team are involved because you would need all of those people involved in your, or you would need all those people uh, supporting you anyway. So they're all there going, okay, here's how you want to approach it with, you know, paid advertising. Here's how, you know, we want to have your copy. Here's how we want to have you do these enrollment conversations and how do you how do you sell a 20K or 50K mastermind? How, what's the conversation like? You know, is it different than selling a coaching session? Yeah, it is. Mm. So what you brought up, this is Mia, everyone. So what you brought up, I thought I was taking notes over here waiting um, for a little lag in the, in the, in the moment. Um, I love this because a lot of times, Yours is like a structured think tank. So it mm-hmm. is really important to have that structure. Every entrepreneur, every business person is going to have to have their own team, as you said, to implement it out. But the fact that you allow, which I think is important in masterminding, you allow other people in business to help solve the solution, what's being created there is a mindset that once was not there. That's the most important thing about masterminding is to create a mind that works specifically in this way to solve solutions, to bring in money and to grow your business while helping others. At least that's how I see it. I, see I love that. It that way. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So <laughs> you gave me a new perspective. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> lovely. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah, I think that masterminds are very um, empowering. They, I prefer to see them differently than group coaching. Although, as you said, again, the you know everybody who has a business is talking and supporting others. Oh, I have an idea. What about this or what about that? Because most of the time, people are just looking at us, aren't they, Jessica? When we're coaching them, they're just looking at us, waiting for all the answers and for us to solve their stuff. So when we bring about that intelligence out of people is what is creating a different type of society of, of thinkers and business people. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, that is, that is one of the most cool things about it is bringing people together who are like-minded, who have similar goals. And everyone's there to, like in mine, the, the, I mean, there's more than one goal, but the monetary goal is to add a minimum of six figures to your business. So everyone's working on the same thing. You know, we've attached, you know, doing that with grace and ease as well, because there's really no point adding six figures to your business if it just burns you out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, so it's like we're all supporting each other in creating the difference, creating the transformation, creating the money, creating the success and doing it, it, you know, with more ease. And so it's like we all right. have the same idea, and so, we're, you know, we're giving each other advice and feedback and resources. 
Absolutely. That's wonderful. Can you share with us some of the things that uh, people should watch out for when creating or even selling their mastermind? Absolutely. So I'll talk a little bit about creating it. I, I think it's valuable to talk about the launch model versus the evergreen model because everyone wants mm-hmm. to know about that and gets really hung up on it. My first, um, well, it wasn't, okay, it was maybe my second mastermind, but I did a mastermind a few years ago. It was a nine-month mastermind, and I decided it started in a certain month, and it was going to end in a certain month. Well, as I mentioned before, I did not succeed in filling that. Now, you know, I didn't have a very big following. I didn't have all the, you know, the best strategies at the time, but I did the best that I could, and I enrolled half of the amount of people that I wanted to enroll. And then, of course, I felt like an income cap there because I didn't feel like I could keep enrolling someone into something that was going to end in a certain time. So I was very rigid in my thinking. I couldn't really see it any other way at the time. And that's the launch model. And so some of the pitfalls, and I'm not here to say that you can't, um, if you have a small list or whatever, that you can't. But it's just as a general rule, I'm just going to say as a general rule, it's going to be harder to fill, let's say you want 20 people, it's going to be harder to fill it if you don't have like an audience. I mean, if you have a lot of past clients, then sure, you can enroll those people. Or if you have like an email list or you've been building somewhat of an audience, it doesn't have to be huge, but just you've got people who you know (laughs) that you can talk to about it and you can market it to. But if you don't, like if you're just brand new and you're like, I'm going to have a mastermind, um, it's going to be more rare, I guess I would say, that that you're just going to fill it. And I and I hate to say that because I think anyone can do anything. And I have I have clients that have come in with a small list and filled a mastermind, but they were um, a very confident person, a very resourceful person, and they had they knew a lot of people and they were respected already. So that obviously helped them. So the other side of it would be a rolling enrollment or what's called evergreen masterminds. Mm-hmm. And that's the route I chose to go. And so two years ago when we started the expansion mastermind, I had one person in there for a month and a half. There was one person in the mastermind and it was fine. You know, she got all the attention and it was great for her. It was kind of like private coaching at first, but she knew that it was, you know, it was a mastermind and there was going to be other people. And then there was two people and then there was three people and now, you know, this first person has just renewed for another year. I've enrolled other people. You know, I'm ready to enroll some more people. So we can enroll into our mastermind at any time. Any day of the week, we can enroll someone. And that I like a lot better because I don't have to put on a big launch. I can just always be enrolling people in it. Um, I'm not capped on income or anything like that. So what I would mm-hmm. say as something to watch out for is really decide, you know, is it important to you that everybody starts at the same time and ends at the same time? Or do you, would you like a more flexible model where you can bring cash flow in every, at any time and you don't have to go, oh, well, enrollment doesn't open until next spring. You'll have to wait, right? So, it, right. you know, it's like everyone can choose what works for them, but I find that it works really, really well. Yeah, I love the I love idea that. of the Evergreen uh, Mastermind. So basically... With that, what that means is that you have some type of, uh, like, video thing that people can watch that gives them information about the mastermind to see if it's something that they might be interested in. And then how do you follow up with that? Like, do you offer, like, a follow-up call, or how does it work? 
That's a great question. So there's a lot of different ways to fill a mastermind. I can share how I do it and how my clients do it because we all do it a little bit differently. Um, I use webinars quite a bit as a way to um, attract people who, who, you know, they watch the webinar. The webinar is not about the mastermind. I don't sell on my webinar. It's a purely content and then um, at the end saying, you know, would you like to book a call? And my webinar will often bring like 50 consults a month. So I have a sales team and um, depends on how much we're spending on ads and things like that. But 20 people or 50 people per month would typically be booking from watching the webinar. And so um, from that conversation that they've booked, you know, booked a discovery session, if they're a fit for the mastermind, we may offer it to them. That's how the last few people have come in. They just watched my webinar and they're like, I need what you're talking about, you know, and then we get on the phone. Other people have gone through my academy first and then when they graduate, if they're a candidate, we offer them the mastermind. So we have some people that are getting ready to come into the mastermind. So that's one of the ways. Um, one of my clients has a really good local business and so she's very much about relationship building and so she... Um, just basically told people, hey, I have this mastermind, and they're like, ooh, what's that about? Let's book a call, right? And so it's like booking a conversation. I have never actually had a sales page. Well, my old mastermind did, but this mastermind, um, which is a you know pretty big investment, I have never used a sales page. Um, mm -hmm. So it's all through a conversation, getting on a conversation, if they're a fit, if they're qualified, if they're going to get good results, if they're going to be coachable, then you invite them in. And um, yeah, you don't need to have you don't need to have half the stuff people think. Oh, I need to create a sales page, and oh, I need to create a video, and all these things. Um, another one of my clients filled her mastermind just by sending out emails, just by reaching out to past clients, saying, "Hey, I have something that I think you'd really be interested in. You know, can we talk?" So clients come from a conversation. I always say that. So all of these like so-called lead generation activities, they all point to having a conversation. So speaking, webinars, live streams, videos, emails, all of those things, it's getting on the phone with someone. So it sounds a little um, different, but you know, with my mastermind, I, I don't really market it a whole lot. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out there like trying to sell it. It's more, um, the strategies we use to attract people to have a conversation with us, and then we can offer them whichever program is a fit, the academy or the mastermind. And other, other people do it differently. I have a friend, I went to her three-day event. It was a three-day event. At the end of it, she signed up 18 people into a, what was it, 18 people in like a 20K mastermind. Boom, her mastermind mm -hmm. was filled for the year. So, And that's a powerful way to do it if you can get a bunch of people in a room and put on a flawless event like she did. It's just mm. a lot more work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least in my at least in my mind. So I've done it just all virtual, all online, don't have to leave my house kind of thing. You right. know, one of the things that I love about what you're talking about is that basically you're really banking on yourself. So you're banking on the fact that the content that you're going to give is really amazing in your webinar. And then at the end of that, that you're going to be able to sell yourself, you know, with the knowledge that you have. And that's one thing I love is that you are very confident in yourself. But most women 
are not in that place. And I know that, you know, one of your things is permission to charge. And so I definitely want to talk about, you know, why women are having so much, you know, difficulty charging their worth and what can be, and like how, what, what are some tips that they can do that will help them change that? Absolutely. I love that question. Um, and you were saying like a lot of women aren't confident. It, it's true. And I, I have the privilege to work with, you know, people who are, uh, they've written multiple books and they're PhD or they um, are, you know, super you know, huge email list, super successful. Um, I mean, not every person I work with is exactly that description, but I mean, some of the people that come to mind that I get to work with uh, are, are really successful and yet they still, you know, I get to hear the the deeper feelings and thoughts, and it's true. You know, when putting together their own programs and their own masterminds, um, they'll share what's really going on for them, and it, it is this permission to charge things. So a couple things that I've noticed over the past um, few years, um, one thing which is a very hot topic these days is the ability to receive. So a lot of it is like, you know, I'm not worthy and um, it's, it's, the thing is you have value in the marketplace and then you have how you value yourself and it's very hard for us to untangle those. And um, I'm going to be a little sexist for the, for a moment, um, just making a generalization. It seems in general that men have a little bit easier time separating those two things like they they might have a you know messed up personal life (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know like a lot of challenges they may not have the highest self-esteem but they can go out in the marketplace and say I'm the best blah 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 there is right so it's interesting how a lot of times they're able to um you know just be like a bear in in the business world and just really own what they do and they're the best and they're great at it and all these things and you know they charge what they want to charge and then you know maybe they might have some struggles you know inside with with self-worth and self-esteem but as women I think that it's just very hard to untangle those two things so it does come Mm -hmm. down to self-worth it does come down to being able to receive because we're taught to give and give and give and give and you shouldn't take even though receiving isn't taking but you know you shouldn't take too much you shouldn't ask for too much you shouldn't be boastful so all this should come up in our pricing. And even yesterday I saw a post where someone was saying, my coaching prices are, are reasonable. Like I would never, someone was talking about charging 45000 for nine months coaching. And mm-hmm. someone was like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not immoral. And I'm thinking, wow, so you're saying that that person must be immoral? Why right. can't she charge forty five thousand for nine months? Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, and you know what? I mean, let's let's face it. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're paying for results, right? Exactly. And you have to and you have to participate in those results. You know, and the bottom line is is like, it's not really about the dollar amount. Exactly, that's the truth. It's, it's about not. how you feel about what you can accept or not accept. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, in the last couple of years, I've noticed, um, especially with my academy members, not as much with mastermind members because they're a little bit more advanced, um, but they're all kind of on the same path just at different points, is, 
you know, I'd find that sometimes people would say, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Like, that's what, that's what I'm here for. Like, raise your hand and ask the question. Or, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to be a burden or this and that. And I'm just thinking, you just paid a few thousand dollars to be in this program, right? Um, why, why are you not raising your hand? Why are you not sending me an email? Or why are you not asking me a question? So there is something about claiming what we desire and, and really claiming the transformation that we just invested to say, you know, I want this transformation. I want this outcome. I'm going to hire this coach. And then to sort of retreat and, and fall back and not, you know, get the support or not allow yourself the support. Like we'll invest in support as women, but then sometimes we don't allow it. Like, have you ever cleaned your house before the house cleaner comes? (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't, but I will tell you that everybody I know does that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You're smart. (laughs) You're like, I know what I'm paying for. I'm not going to clean up before they come over. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that you said that too. But there are well, some of us who do so much. So, Mia, that? have you done that? <laughs> well, yes, I have actually. I've, I've straightened slightly. Not not in the last uh, five years, but when my kids were little, I did. <laughs> um, can you share with us, Jessica, because I'm sure the uh, listeners will, will want to know the difference between you. you're speaking of your academy and you're speaking mm-hmm. of your mastermind. Can you share just a teeny bit about your academy and the differences between an academy and a mastermind? Absolutely. That's, that's a good question. So, yeah, because we were talking at the beginning about getting confused with group pro, like group programs and, and masterminds. So the main, the main difference, and this is going to be different for everybody because everyone can set up their business however, however they want, but it, the, the mastermind... Well, okay, there's a few differences. The, the Academy is a shorter program. It's about 10 weeks. It's, it's like an intensive. The Mastermind is a year long. I find that most Masterminds out there are six months to a year kind of commitment. And I, I think mm-hmm. that that's more appropriate for a Mastermind because you it is about building relationships with the other people as well. There's, there's that element there. However mastermind it is, there's always that element of, of these other people are kind of on the same path. With our academy, it, it, it has a mastermind feel for sure. But because it's evergreen, you know, you might have, you, you might be in the group with the same people for a few weeks at a time, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks at a time. But then that person's graduating and, and moving out of the group and then someone else is coming in. So I keep it pretty small so it doesn't feel like there's, this constant like influx of new people and it's crazy or anything, but it is a shorter program. So it's not like a long year long commitment where it's really designed for you to um, build those relationships. Not, not that people, not that people don't do that. They do build their relationships, but in the year long, I see friendships develop and things like that. So also in the mastermind, what I deliver is, I mean, we deliver so much in the academy, but in the mastermind, it's a higher level. So they get more access to me, right? So um, they can book a call with me. In my academy, they have a lot of access to me in the group calls and the email support and some of my team members, but they typically are not going to be like having a call with me privately, um, 
and, and that sort of thing. And they're not going to come to our retreat. So our mastermind has more access to me, uh, more access to our team members outside of the group calls. It has retreats, whereas the academy is a totally online group program, very high-level support, but you're not going to just book on my calendar whenever you want because that's for the mastermind level. <laughs> so, you, right. you know, you look at your Ascension model with your coaching programs and you go, okay, this level of service has this much access to me. And then this level of service has this much access. And it's not about whether I'm wanting to keep away access or not. It's just um, what, what is needed at the higher levels. And also the mastermind members, they don't need to talk to me all the time. These are successful, busy women. And so when they come to me for a call, they know exactly what they want to talk about. They're like, okay, I need this, this, and this. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Um, the Academy members are at a, a little bit uh, different stage in their business where it's more of a foundational um, growth stage versus like a scaling right. stage. So the mastermind is about scaling. The Academy is about like foundational and growth. So that's how I do it. I'm sure other people do it differently. I think that that's fabulous. And just out of curiosity too, how long is your Academy membership? Ten weeks. Is it, did you did you ten say weeks. four weeks? Ten. Ten. Oh, ten yeah. weeks. So that's the, that's really yeah. I like that's this. the permission this is really to brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, and, one of my mentors helped me with this this particular model, and it's just been it's been a really good good move. It's been a that's I wonderful. Mean, it's been amazing. And and then so, your mastermind your mastermind becomes your VIP people. So I, and yeah. the difference, not, not listeners, not to be, we're not um, saying that one is less valuable than the other, but as Jessica pointed out in the Academy, which is how groups are in, you know, different coaches have groups. The attention in a group is not going to be as much as um, the one-on-one. So um, Jessica has made her, mastermind that type of a one-on-one connection which is so valuable this is awesome and you do get still obviously great attention in the academy as well beautiful i love the way that this is laid out it looks really amazing it really looks well thank you so yeah it's a lot of welcome so we have um do you find that women have issues um you know over men or women coming into your mastermind and working through it, do you find that women have issues um, charging their worth in general? Yes, I do. So we pretty much work with women, although I have worked with men over the years um, in my coaching. But, um, you know, it's okay. So let me take that back because who I attract is all like the spiritual healer people. (laughs) So it doesn't matter if it's a man (laughs) or a woman. Um, right. Yeah, I have like one of my clients is like one of, like she's won a, an award for law of attraction. I have someone else who's like written a lot of you know spiritual quantum physics books and things like that. I mean, just really amazing, Wonderful. amazing people. But it doesn't matter men or women really. Um, if you're if you're like a healer type of person, generally we have some stuff. <laughs> so you're focused on creativity versus logical is what you're talking about. Yeah, it's very heart, heart-centered. heart And one thing we've been really looking at recently is this idea of time and money. So 
like, oh, well, if if it takes me this long to do something, then I should charge this much. But if it only takes me an hour to do something or to help someone get a specific result, then I should charge less. And it's like, well, if we're charging on results, it's really not about time. But that that can take some on. We do a lot of healing work around that with our clients to undo some of the programming that is really strong that tells us right. that time is associated with money when it's not. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so is that part of the, okay, so I know that you have like a five-step process to mm-hmm. help women, well, to help people become more open to receiving. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, I mean, it's really a, it is about that, yes. It is about opening to receive. That's a huge, I would say that's the underlying um, passion and purpose <laughs> in the business. Um, we approach it with strategy as well. But basically the first thing I talk about in the five steps is um, understanding masculine feminine energy, understanding that if you're in your masculine too much, you're going to be contracted, you're going to be closed down. You're not going to be allowing. If you're in your feminine and you're balanced, I mean, it's always a balance, but if you're in your feminine, you're, you're open, you're receiving, you're listening to intuition. And so if you're too, if you're imbalanced on either side, it's going to affect your business. You're going to do what I did, which was work myself to the bone and get sick, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. what I see um, a lot of women doing is just like they're so in their feminine, but it's the unhealthy feminine that they are like... Um, they're just not making money and sustaining it, right? Because it's like every day is a new idea, and it's like, well, it's, it's what I feel, and I'm all about going with what you feel, but when that's really ungrounded, you just right. never get anywhere. <laughs> like, you don't get anywhere, and it's, oh that's, God, that's yeah. tough. So, yeah. so that's the first step is, like, getting those those balance. The second step is um, really creating a, a leveraged business model. So we talked about that, and it's not to say you can't, you know, be open to receive if you don't have a leveraged business model. But as far as what we're talking about scaling and, and being able to receive larger and larger, larger amounts of money and, and more clients and more impact, you need to have a leveraged business model. You have to have something that where you're not um, like the only person doing everything. So I think mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah. The mm-hmm. second or the third, the third thing is your pricing, right? So if you are not pricing in a way that his support is focused on outcome, it's like pricing on results, pricing on outcome, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to be really hard for you to receive more than what you think that you're worth, right? So if you don't think it's worth that much or you can't see the value that you're delivering, you're never going to receive more than that. You're going to stay at exactly the same amount every year or like you're just going to stay in like you're going to stay under that glass ceiling that everybody talks about. You're going to stay right under that. The The fourth thing is you. it's really important, and I know a lot of people, they don't focus on this. A lot of us in business, for some odd reason, don't focus on this or we focus on it in the wrong way, but lead generation doesn't sound mm. that sexy, but <laughs> when you mm-hmm. have it, it's really sexy, <laughs> right? So. The thing is, um, before I start, and then this is not this is not all about Facebook ads, but I'm just going to mention it. Before mm-hmm. I was using Facebook ads, I could never get 50 discovery sessions in a month. wasn't happening. So that's mm. 50 opportunities to connect with 
um, amazing coaches out there who, who need to learn what I have to teach, right? Mm-hmm. And who want to grow right. their businesses, who want to break through all these blocks that they're having. So I used to do speaking. Speaking used to be my main lead generation or, you know, being on the podcast or, you know, radio, right? So, mm-hmm. but if you don't have a lead generation system that's actually reliably working for you, it's mm-hmm. very hard to scale things up and receive more and trust. I mean, it's all about trusting the universe, but when you're not seeing something happen in the physical 3D world, like you're just not getting any leads, mm-hmm. it's tough. It's yeah. really tough. And it's, you don't want to hear someone say for the millionth time, manifest it. You know, like think positive. <laughs> like, well, show me how to get leads. Or how read some I affirmations or, or do the, yeah. you know, yeah. I well, mean, I do all that, but then I do strategies with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need to. You have to take the human footsteps, no matter how spiritual you are. You know, I love um, that. it's hard. It's hard to watch the mantle fall, you know, to the ground just by doing the spiritual work. We have to take the footsteps, otherwise, we're not being smart and intelligent beings. Right. Yes, literally. I love that you said. So you can, you can see we speak the same <laughs> language, girl. <laughs> yeah. So the the fifth step is um, about sales. So. A lot of us want to avoid that that topic, but, it, you know, and everyone out there is like, sales is service. Okay, well, that's great. It is. Um, it's one thing to say that, and it's another to have mastered it. So that is a lot of what we spend time on, lead generation, sales, um, being able to connect on a deeper intuitive level with someone, understand their needs, and honestly offer them what you have if it's a fit. So it's not about selling to everyone. It's about being highly, highly selective, attracting mm-hmm. the right people, being highly selective. Let them tell you why they should be in your mastermind. <laughs> Let them tell you why they should should get into a program with you. So it, it is about fully owning and claiming the value that you have to deliver and attracting people who have the problem that you solve. And then being able to navigate a conversation. Because if you get to the truth of who they are and you get to the truth of what they really desire and you know you can provide that, then that conversation is easy. Like we talk, everyone's talking about soulmate clients. It's like, well, someone's your soulmate. You you don't need to convince them of everything. It's almost like when you're with your soulmate, you can finish each other's sentences. You just get each other. That's Mm -hmm. ideally how sales conversations should go they they should feel super super natural and as the coach and the leader uh you also do need to be um the leader of the conversation and you need to be willing to say the things that are difficult and and when you are connected to someone it's a lot easier to say the difficult things for example if someone says they want xyz result and then at the end of the call they're like well blah, 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 all the reasons why. It's our job to say, well, you said you wanted this, and I'm seeing a pattern of this, so how is that going to get in your way of getting what you want? And they're like, oh, my God, right? So it's not about, like, anything manipulative, anything filthy, anything icky. It's just real, raw conversations in service to the other person. If they enroll, great. If they don't, great. It's not like you feel bad if they didn't enroll or, like, if they did enroll, now you're having a good day. If you're a really solid coach and you're really good at sales, it's not about you. 
right. it's about mm-hmm. helping the other person. So if someone doesn't enroll with me, it's like I might be a little like the human in me might be like, oh, that sucks, you know. But ultimately, I'm just like, okay, next. Like it doesn't change my value if someone says no, right, or or I'm not able to overcome someone's object objection or someone really wants to work with me but they just cannot create the resources at this time or they they're mm-hmm. trying to be resourceful but they're just not coming up with the resourcefulness it's not you know whatever I'm not going to feel bad about it so step five is really about mass a mastery around sales it's really really important well wouldn't you say Jessica when you are in the flow and and we're not trying to get hippy dippy too spiritual here because we want all walks of life to listen to us. But when we're in that natural um, space of feeling um, that we have, that we are here to serve and there's nothing that we need, you know what I'm saying as far as sitting across from somebody, because I'm the business side and Bonnie's the money side. So when I'm sitting across from a client and, and they're giving their excuses or this or that, when you're strong in your okay, you know, because it doesn't affect you, you're here to serve them. Things are a heck of a lot different on our side, and we present ourselves differently because we get those coaches that are uh, panicky, freaky about closing sales or threatening, mm-hmm. and that's what I think mm-hmm. has hurt our industry so much is, you know, well, you know, I mean, it's like too much transformation. Like, if you really wanted this and your kid was, you know, had a gun to his head, would you get the money? It's like, who talks like that, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely don't say things like that. (laughs) You're right. You're making such a good point that there have, there have, and I'm not perfect. I mean, I've, it's not like all my I like the way you're you're sharing it. No, thank you. (laughs) Good. Yeah. But I think you're right. People have, have, hurt the industry and like we all grow I'm sure I've done a lot of things I'm positive I've done things and I look and can look back and go oh you know I would never say that now or I would never be that way now Um, but it's about growing and I think you're right like our coaches need to be leaders there's so many coaches entering the industry um, every day um, and you know sometimes I go well what is why did they decide on this? Because some, some people really don't want to grow a business. Like when you really get to the heart of it, it's like, you know, you're not really that serious about being a coach, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, and it's like, we need people to, you know what, or get off the pot. Right. So if you're going to be a coach and you're going (laughs) to, yeah, like people need to step up. If you're going to be a coach and you're going to be a leader, then, you know, like really, really do it in a big way. It's not about being perfect or anything like that, but it's don't just dilly-dally or dabble in being a coach. Like it's a legit, serious career. Exactly, exactly. Make make it your full-time business. You know, those who are coaching and they have another full-time business, okay, that's great. But there, there is a place in a way that if this is your path and your desire, you can create it so that it can be your full-time gig. And it's the best industry in the world. It is. Like, there's, <laughs> it's insanity how much has been brought to my life through, through yes. coaching. I mean, it's just, it's, it's lucrative as well. You can have, Super, super high-end clients. You can have a lot of um, lower-end programs. You can do events. I mean, 
you're helping people and literally deciding how much money you want to make. It's awesome. <laughs> and you know how Bonnie said that um, is, are you talking about, you know, um, how did you say that, Bonnie? You're talking about creative or in uh, more uh, logical, like, you know, right. because you were talking about that most of your clients are healers. So mm-hmm. I was just saying that, like, basically, those are people that are more, you know, creative than logical, usually. So usually. I was always, think, but yeah. So I was thinking that um, it almost is more fun when you, well, it is more fun. When you get to be in the creative space, it's a lot more fun, and that's why I find coaching you know, to be such an amazing industry is because we get to actually support people in ways that we're really good at, in ways that they want to be good at. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a big smiley face stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if we have time, I have a, a bonus step I can share. Yes. Oh, we love that. (laughs) So I I talked about the five steps. I I went through them very, very quickly. But usually included in that is always, I'll just call it a bonus step for now, would be getting the support of someone who's doing what you want to do. So Mm. a lot of my clients see that I'm, you know, I've created masterminds and I've helped other people create masterminds and so, um, or that I have a certain business model and so, most of the people who want to work with me, um, yes, it has to do with liking me, so that's great, but they also are like, wow, I like you and I like your business model and I would like to create something similar, so I want to mentor with you because I like what you have going on. And so mm. that's been my key to success is you know, having mentors, being in masterminds, of course, but having having a mentor that's doing something I want to do and being able to learn from them and model that and just have really high level of accountability, have someone who know I made a post about this the other day, someone who knows your number, right? So they know what, they know what your pattern is. They can see it a mile away and they're not going to let you get away with it. That is really important. Right. If you have someone like that, if you have a mentor, it could be a friend, but it's not the same. It's just mm. it's not the same if it's your best friend or something like that. But someone who you are invested with, you have major skin in the game, and they will call you on your BS, and they will hold you to a standard that's even higher than you believe right now about yourself. And that's what I mm-hmm. do with my clients. I'm always pushing the edge a little bit. They're like, well, I want to do, you know... 20k a month well what about 50 well that's more than a little bit but i might say you know what about 30 (laughs) or they're like i want to get one discovery session this week well how about five you know what would it be like if you had five (laughs) so it's important that you have that is part of the exactly part and if i didn't say that sorry i don't think i would be strictly believed in the industry you know right it, it, right. Of course I'm going to say that. I'm, oh, you're saying that because, well, you're damn right I'm saying that because I wouldn't have been a coach for 17 years and put, let's see, the last time I calculated it was a long time ago. So I can easily, I'm going to give you guys an understatement. I have definitely invested since starting when I was 20 with my first coach. I have invested 250 k for sure. And you've and I know that a lot it's more. more. 
And you and you well, made yeah. back a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, right. I've sold over a yeah. million dollars in coaching, and now yeah. I'm focused on doing that every single year, right? But over the time right. that I've – see, I was a free coach for, like, 10 years. <laughs> but over, wow. the, over the past four, you know, four or so years being a paid coach, yeah, I've sold over a million dollars uh, of coaching and, and now have the foundation to hit a million this year. And I didn't have that foundation before because I didn't have – well, I had to grow, but then, you know, having the right mentors to help you and show you the steps, that has changed everything for me. I would have still been trying to, if I hadn't invested in myself, like literally everything I had, um, you know, and sometimes to my detriment, so I'm not <laughs> recommending that, but I don't personally regret it because it was just, it was the path I needed to go through. But I'm, I'm glad because I now can create I can create value. I was going to say money, but no, I can create value whenever I want and I can exchange that for money whenever I want. So I've built a skill. There's a skill to making money and I've, I've built that skill. I dedicated myself to creating value and creating money and now the sky is the limit. But I didn't, I didn't know great. that before. Right. I love that. That awareness really has changed. It, well, it changes everyone's life, you know, we, we see ourselves as more valuable and more uh, in the leadership space. There, there's a mm-hmm. reason why we become coaches and coaches that make big marks on the world. It's because we have this mission inside of us to support and to give back to humanity in whatever way we can, literally. And when we do that right. in a um, in a in a method that supports others besides ourselves, obviously, because you said for 10 years you coach for free. Well, we have to um, start to charge. Otherwise, we, you know, we do have to have that, that other job to support us. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really about stepping up and being who we are and having that integrity and that intention moving forward for our mission. It's, it's powerful, powerful stuff, you know. Literally, it's powerful stuff. Why do you think so many famous coaches are now starting to get into politics? You know, because I I just saw Marianne Williamson on Instagram today. She's very political. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I spoke with her on stage in January of 2017 last year. She's she's phenomenal. She'll she'll uh, you know get the fire lit under anybody. It's it's beautiful. So it's because we develop that of empowering others and so what does that lead to it leads to bigger and bigger and bigger masses so it's really beautiful stuff I think if anybody wants to develop who they are on a self-growth level to learn all the forms that people would have to do to become coaches even if you don't want to be a coach learn the ways of self-growth self-empowerment you know your word is your bond type of thing and that is what will support us, you know, on a non, on a, on a mainstream level that'll support us along the way, moving forward to bring peace and harmony as well in, in this world. They do all link together for a reason. Hmm. And that's yes. my, and that's my, that's my little soapbox for the day <laughs> <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> about peace and equality. Um, would you like to share something else? On, on your heart before we um, before our producer tells it tells me in my ear in a few minutes that we will be wrapping up. 
There's so much oh, that I know yeah. you want to share. Yes, I would love to. So this is not what I have to share is not about mastermind per se. It's really about um, it's really about what's possible for us as as women and men, everybody. Um, where I've come to, and I'm, I'm I'm gearing this a little bit more towards women, I suppose, but just because I focus on coaching with women. But what I've come to is. We are the magicians of, of our life. Like We can create whatever we want. We need to stop being afraid of judgment, what other people are going to think. You know, money is just numbers. We need to just really recognize that where money comes from is from the I am. So we, I sometimes talk about the I am funnel. So everyone talks about funnels. The I am funnel is like you, you are you are receiving money because you are. Now, this is not like just be yourself and people will give you money. I'm not talking about that or being like a reality star or something like that. I'm talking about when you are really connected with the I am. You are you are in your zone of genius. You're in your, people call it soul superpower. You're connected to this, the, the creative genius, that spark that you came here with that nobody else has, like you're a snowflake and all snowflakes are unique. That piece of you that piece of you that nobody can take away when you're connected to that, that is where you create value from. That is where you create magic from. That is where money comes from. So you don't need all these other things. (laughs) You've already got it. Right. That's beautiful. Where, where your value comes from. I I love that. And, And as people grow, um, the world will change too. And that, that is why, Absolutely. Jessica, isn't this why we do what we do? Because we want change and growth for humanity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Totally. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. That's a given. So, so tell us how um, our guests can reach you. Absolutely. Um, so one great place to hang out is the Permission to Charge community on Facebook. It's a group of about, I think, 2,700 coaches we have in there. That's a great place to hang out. I do a lot of um, live videos and things like that. Um, And then, yeah, I'm just going to let people email me support at jessicariverson.com if you were really moved by anything that I shared and want to know more. Definitely, you can just reach out to us. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. It was really lovely to have you on. And I know Bonnie and I really enjoyed it, and so did the listeners. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jessica, this was day. amazing. I learned so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I you got did. cut You're off welcome. there for a while, but uh, they brought me <laughs> back on. So sorry about that if something <laughs> happened that I didn't even wasn't even aware of. So... Thank you. Thank you all for joining us, and we will be with you next week. Remember to check out Jessica's information. Have a great week. Bye.